G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's turn our attention to freedoms because, as you know, the government is very likely in the very near future to be debating once again a bill that deals with the idea of religious discrimination. We talk about religious freedom. But let's see if we can enlarge the conversation today to talk about what some are concerned about, that the whole debate over freedoms in Australia may be part of a broader cultural revolution that's going on right now. Well, let's talk with the Australian Family Association. Terry Kelleher is the new national president of the Australian Family Association. Terry, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Terry, when we talk about the challenge that's happening right now to religious freedom, and the idea that there may be a bigger agenda at play than just another government bill uh, that followed the marriage debate, uh, what are your concerns for the big issues here, like a cultural revolution? We think that there is, we know there is a cultural revolution going on. Um, and when you look only strictly at, you know, religious belief in a narrow sense, I think that the real conflicts that are being created, which create special, in particular for religious people, create special um, difficulties and challenges and can lead to discrimination, is around the nature of human sexual identity. You see, there are two, you can have, you've got two worldviews. Now, there's a worldview that, of course, until fairly recently wasn't questioned at all. That is the biological worldview, that sex is biological according to reproductive function. But there's now been the gender fluid or transgender worldview that has been um, pushed into schools and it's also in the culture, being pushed into the culture by what we term uh, gender identity laws. Now, the Marriage Act, the amendment to the Marriage Act, we would say was a gender identity law because it wasn't same-sex marriage, it was actually transgender marriage because it's a union of any two people, not the union of um, you know, a man and a woman or a man and a man and, or a woman and a woman, if you're with me. So it was actually transgender. Then you've got your anti-discrimination laws. And in anti-discrimination laws around Australia, all the state laws, and in the Sex Discrimination Act, which is a federal act, you have a definition of gender identity. Now, what it means is that gender is fluid... And you can, any person, any individual can identify as the gender they feel they are. And that gender may differ from their biological sex. And you can change your biological sex. So can you see the progression? And that is what is going on. Now, where it hits the culture and where it's being pushed into the culture by that definition of gender identity in those laws in particular, because once you've got discrimination laws, you know, there's a weapon to impose it on people, even if they, you know don't agree or it's not their belief system but it's being pushed in particular into schools through um, what it used to be uh, safe schools there are now different names for the same fluid gender sex education and that teaches young children that you know you could you're on a spectrum 
You're not necessarily male or female, or if you are, you think you're female, you, you may actually not be if you feel that you're male. Are you following me? So it's in the schools, it affects students, and that affects te- uh, parents. The parents can be very concerned because that may not be their conviction about human sexual identity, and they want that handled very carefully with their, with their child and not have it taken out of their hands by the school because, of course, these school programs... Um, actually uh, encourage and say that children should be affirmed and supported in their gender transitioning, even without their parents' consent if the child is a mature minor. It's also um, in the education system a matter of um, concern for principals, teachers, counsellors who may hold the biological worldview. But they are you know, actually forced by school policies that are said to be required by the Sex Discrimination Act, protecting gender identity as a protected attribute, to mean that they must affirm a student and support a student, even without the parent's consent, if the student is a mature minor, to express their gender identity, which may be different to their biological sex. So what you get on the ground, I know I'm being a bit long-winded, but you can get boys who identify as girls in girls' toilets. Terry, you remind us what was so important in the marriage debate, going back those few years now as time goes on, yes. uh, that Only the, two, two and a half. <laughs> the way Australians voted was for same-sex marriage, but what the government delivered for us was transgender marriage, and that is creating a major issue. When the religious discrimination bill is debated before the parliament, uh, what I can hear you say is you would like to see what comes up for debate and inclusion in the bill is the idea of recognising a biological worldview, not a transgender worldview, but a biological worldview. Exactly. Yes, our recommendation is that the definition of religious belief or activity include the belief that sexual identity is binary, male and female, according to reproductive function. And also... Consequential amendments. You know, there's a, 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 always another bill that goes with a, a bill like this that makes uh, consequential amendments or a section of a bill that makes consequential amendments to other laws that are going to be affected by the new bill, if you're with me. So we think that there should be a consequential amendment too to the um, Sex Discrimination Act to reinsert the definition of male and female, which were removed in 2013 when a definition of gender identity and sexual orientation were, uh, was inserted into the Sex Discrimination Act. So then it would be protected. And, and the reasoning for that is, you know, because um, most, if not all, major religious traditions hold the biological worldview of sexual identity. That's why it's of particular concern to religious people. You know, others will say, oh, it's a secular belief based on science. And yes, I understand that. But they too would be protected if at least it's protected as a belief under the Religious Discrimination Act. Because Article 18 of the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights includes belief in the protection of freedom of religion. It's protection of freedom of religion, conscience, thought and belief. So I'm saying that this belief in the a biological worldview of human sexual identity should be recognised 
and protected as part of religious belief and activity. Does that make sense? It makes sense. And if the new bill has that word binary in it, that certainly is going to stir up, isn't it? Uh, All the controversy, because uh, that is such an important word to be able to include, because without that, as you say, there will be consequences. And one of those, uh, the idea that girls and women will have to accept men competing against them on the sports field and all of the other things that go along with uh, men identifying as women, that's one of your major concerns. Yes, yes it is. Well, it's in sport, again, this is another area of, of, you know, our culture and our lives, our social life, where it is seriously impacting. And right now, you know, we've we've had a campaign over the last two or three months. Um, We send out action alerts and we describe the situation to our members and supporters and suggest what they could write to the, you know, to their MPs and to the sports minister. But, um, you know, with the Olympics on the horizon, although, of course, the coronavirus may have certainly put a, a spoke in the wheel, but, you know, with the Olympics coming up again, you are having female athletes, um, elite athletes and uh, former elite athletes saying that it is unfair, it's unfair to have males competing with females in the female sporting events because males, if they've gone through puberty as a male, have already in their very growth, um, the growth of their muscle muscle mass, uh, their lung capacity, their bone density, all of that they've gone through puberty, you know, so it's matured. They, they, even if the testosterone levels can be reduced and the the um, transgender athletes are starting to say they shouldn't have to do that, that it's a danger to their health to reduce their testosterone levels. But even if you do, they still have those other innate um, advantages that just come, come with having matured as a male. And Terry, when um, we talk so about... It's very highly unjust because they, they cream all the prizes. You know, there are three young girl athletes in, in um, the United States. I forget what state it is, but they're suing the local... Education Area Authority for allowing transgender male um, males identifying as females to run in their sporting competitions, and I think two of these transgender athletes creamed off uh, 17 titles that about you know these three girls and and several others about 11 of them are held between them. So you know they're going to cream all the the prizes. Uh, Yes, so much for women's sport. Women's sport will be no more because all women's sport will be is transgender sport. In other words, uh, more likely to be dominated by people who have had beginnings in the masculine, not in the feminine. Well, yes. Now, let me just ask you quickly. Why would you put all that effort in? These young schoolgirls in in the United States, I've followed their case and I've read what they've said, um, it's so disappointing because, you know, they have to put in an enormous amount into training, um, discipline to get to the level they're at. And then they think, well, we're just not going to win. And the other thing, of course, in the United States, you realise that, that um, scholarships for a tertiary education can also come with elite sporting ability. So they also lose out on, on an academic education that means, you know, that could give them a career. It's really unjust. Well, that word binary is going to be so important as the government debates 
the religious discrimination bill. It won't be too long. They will be debating it again, and then they'll eventually get to a point where they'll vote on it. I know that there are all sorts of hopes that there may be some level of bipartisanship in actually guaranteeing the freedom of religion for Australia. That is yet to be seen. And I know that there'll be listeners who'd be interested in some of the comments that Terry Kelleher is making. There is a website for the Australian Family Association. Undoubtedly, you'll find some good resource, good articles there that will reflect some of the things we've been talking about today. So far as a cultural revolution, we talk about a sexual revolution. That's what's going on. Part of a bigger picture cultural revolution. Let me point listeners to family.org.au. That's the website of the Australian Family Association, family.org.au. Terry Kelleher, who's the National President of the Australian Family Association. Terry, thanks for updating us today on 2020. Thank you for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.